Is this really happening? This has to be a dream. Some sort of nightmare. Nothing this bad has happened to anyone. Ever. How will I live this down? How will I look my loved ones in the eye? This is beyond pain. I'm going to watch this unfold in my mind as I lay down to sleep every night for the rest of my life. How could it come to this? I must have done something horrific in a past life to endure this. I can't really about to host another episode of Uber Cinco, the <laughs> podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. And today's topic is experiences you wish you could forget. Oh. <laughs> That's right. We're going dark with this one. And I am, as I am told the kids say, here for it. So, joining me today are the two old warhorses. It's the Ginger Prince himself, Mitch Bringman. Hello, Mitch. Hey, thanks for having me back. I appreciate you guys just, uh, you know, you know, letting me just spew my bullshit and everything. So, I, 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 I appreciate that. Thank well, you for, love for, to for, have for bringing you. me back. And, uh, facing yeah. off against him will be the main entity, Brian Ernst. Hello, Brian. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me once again on your fine podcast establishment. It is our pleasure. And we also have our producer and scorer for the day, Dennis Sheeter. Hello, what's, Dennis. What's happening, dude? Well, first of all, I got to thank you. You're oh. not just producing. You're not just keeping score. You also brought me... My first ever vanilla Coke Zero. Because <laughs> normally I have a Coke Zero before we record the show. Longtime listeners will possibly remember that. And I was sitting here and I didn't have a Coke Zero. And I thought, man, I said out loud to you myself say very quietly. I said, oh, I wish I had a Coke Zero. And then Dennis is like, oh, you will not believe what I have in store for you. <laughs> like so magic. I've just been pounding <laughs> vanilla Coke Zeros all day. I believe the quote went, oh, you have, you have vanilla Coke Zero? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> it's, it has been a hell yeah, fuck yeah situation. <laughs> All right, so as host, I'm able to institute a house rule, and that rule is, of course, no forward passes, even if you're behind the line of scrimmage. So keep an oh, eye shit. on that. Okay. All right, um, and then normally we would, uh, I would tease my fast five here, but today we're going to do something a little different. Oh, okay. Uh, have a little challenge for our friend Mitch Brinkman, but we'll uh, get to that after the game. Amazing. Let's not waste any more time. Let's start off with our number fives. Mitch, you can go first. Thank you. Um, my number five um, experience I would love to just forget um, happened. Uh, it was my uh, summer after freshman year of college, and uh, I was looking for a job, and uh, I was uh, bamboozled. I was, uh, I would say, swindled and uh, teased into accepting a job with uh, – I wish I could remember the company's name. I, I the, the guy's name was Ron that ran the place. Let, let, let's just call it Legacy Sunrooms and Siding. Let's call it that. Uh, so yeah. So I'm I'm brought on as a junior salesman for Legacy Sunrooms, and I'm like, wow, I'm a junior salesman. That's good. I'm a salesman. That's awesome. And uh, it was a group interview. Red flag number Already one. Already a big problem. Mm -hmm. uh, in the interview was me and three other women. And um, they were they were peeled off and uh, sent to the uh, steno pool, if you will. Uh, very sexist, very misogynist. Uh, I was allowed to be a salesman. There were no female sales salespeople uh, with this corporation. Uh, my first assignment was to go to the Minnesota State Fair and sell sunrooms to people. So I was 19. <laughs> I looked like I was 14. Um, is there a big market for sunrooms at the Minnesota State Fair? Uh, no, 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 there are not. No, it's just a place for people to stand and finish their French fries and their lemonade. That's basically what it was. Uh, so imagine me, again, 19, looking like I'm 15, in a bright yellow with blue trim polo shirt that says Legacy Sunrooms on there. And I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to approach people, entice them, 
And then I find out I'm not actually selling the sunrooms. I'm just setting up appointments for the real salesmen to go to their homes to sell them the sunrooms. What 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 is when you say sunroom, I'm thinking oh, a room in the house. I can't wait to tell you. It is it is something that, that, that goes off the side of your house. The ceiling is glass. The left wall is glass. The right wall is glass. The wall in front of you is glass. So it's basically a beautiful place to, to read your books, uh, play your games, or, 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 or put your plants. So it's, it's like, like an, a, a cheap prefabricated... Whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. Not cheap, my friend. Not cheap. <laughs> minimum, minimum fifty to $60,000. Ron always told us as salespeople, guys, this business isn't built on people that deserve sunrooms. It's built on people that can't afford but want sunrooms. So, um, yes, it's it was very grimy. Um, it was all about that financing. You know, you, you make it on the sunroom. You make it on the interest as well on the, on the back end. So, um, and oh. guess what, guys? Guess what? Guess what? Uh, make of car and color the car was that Ron drove for Legacy Sun. It was a branded Legacy Sunrooms car. I, 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 this is 2006. So just imagine that culture at the a time. Fresh Toyota Highlander with lime green sunroom streaks. Oof! Pretty close. Pretty close. I, I like where your head's at. Well, I'll, I'll take one more guess and then I'll tell you. Uh, Ford Ranger. A Lincoln Navigator. Oh, Brian, you're very close there. It was a, a same color as the polo shirts, bright yellow Hummer H2 that oh. said Legacy <laughs> Sunrooms on the side. Hummer H2. Yes. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, Ron was a real scuzzball. So um, <laughs> uh, it, it, not surprisingly, I didn't set up a single appointment during the entire uh, two-week run of the Minnesota State Fair. Were there for two weeks? Two weeks. Because adults with real jobs don't get sold things by 19-year-olds unless it's candy or ice cream. So um, I did not do a good job. That's uh, not how my summer went when I was traveling Verizon wireless stores telling them how to run their business. Wow. Okay. Well, I guess you they were better. They respected me as a 19-year-old. You were better at your job than I. Uh, so, yeah, I stood there for eight hours, no, 10 hours a day. Uh, got one 30-minute break to this go. This wasn't even at an office. You, you were you at have, the fair. Did you have your own kiosk, or were you just roaming free and wild? It, it, it was like a stage built where it was like I was kind of in a sunroom, but on a stage <laughs> kind of at the same time. And Oh, uh, how did I miss this? I know, right? It was absolutely <laughs> terrible. Um, like the Comcast guy at Costco that I really don't want yes. asking me questions. <laughs> it, absolutely. You know, yeah, I'm standing on the stage going, oh, dude, come, please, beckon, beckon, please come look at the sunrooms. And I'm like... No, I didn't, you're, you're, you're 14. I, I'm not going to buy your son. On what day did you give up and realize I'm just going to ride this out to the end of the fair because I'm not going to sell any sunroof? Uh, it was day two or three, and um, I, I really just ended up just having Minnesotan conversations. Be like, oh, hey, where are you from? Where, where, where you know, Because the Minnesota State Fair, also everyone drives in from everywhere to go to it. So like, oh, I'm from Black Duck, Minnesota. We drove down today. We're staying with my cousin – uh, Carl, he lives in the oh big city, you know. But then you know, <laughs> that's a real town. It's a great that's town. incredible. I yeah. love Minnesota. Um, but uh, yeah, so it just kind of turned into those conversations. And uh, I have a really big family, so I'm good at making really lame, dumb, stupid small talk. So I just did that for the whole fair. Made my eight fifty an hour and got a corn dog every day. So yeah, it was, and there was the, the eight fifty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. The, the corn dog costs ten fifty. So. <laughs> they still do the big bucket of cookies. At the Minnesota yes, State Sweet Martha's. Yep, oh, yep. God, they, that's they the only reason I want to go. I want to go for that, bu that bucket of cookies one day. Yeah, it's a it, it's a good bucket. And uh, Ron would would continuously try to give me sales advice. Um, you know, be like, you know, Mitch, what you gotta do is really just highlight the um, 
the advantages to having a sunroom. You know, your family comes closer. You know, the sunlight gets in. That's vitamin D for them, like all this bullshit. <laughs> but could you imagine me as a, as a again, a 14-year-old looking, 19-year-old being like, you know, uh, it's vitamin D is <laughs> so important. You know, and they're like, shut up, little they kid. they ever call gonna... them the three, a three seasons room? Um, That's what some people call them here locally. It's like that that offshoot thing. It's like it's a three seasons room. But these were so expensive; they were four season sunrooms. Uh, had to be. Some, uh, you could you could go in them during a negative twenty Minnesota winter. Yeah, they were these were spendy. For sixty grand. I fucking hope so. Down in uh, down in Roseville, when I was growing up, a lot of my friends that grew up in the country they had mud rooms. Mud oh, rooms. in the mud room. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> That's we where you take off your house. filthy overalls. So. <laughs> yeah. Mud rooms are great for, yeah, mud and also snow, snowy boots True. too. Great yes. in a mud room. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I absolutely hated the job. Uh, and then I did one more um, uh, conference or uh, convention, if you will, over the next Christmas. Did a, did a terrible job. Again, didn't set a single appointment um, and, uh, yeah, made so little cash. And then I, and then I quit. So. Well, this, this was terrible. Yeah, Brian, yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to out terrible that. Yeah. So what do you have? Can you do that? I don't think I can. This is more of like a, a personal experience. I'd like to forget because this is the first time I ever got paid to do video work. So oh. someone actually hired me, and I had my first client. I was 18 years old. It was through my neighbor. I was going to an office building to film someone giving a uh, PowerPoint presentation direct to camera, and I would later put the PowerPoint in as the slides came up. Uh, I didn't own a lighting kit. I didn't own a microphone. All I owned was a handy cam and a tiny little laptop that had Windows Movie Maker on it. So I went there, acted all professional with my little photo tripod. It was the one that had like an – you had to go like this, wheel it up to get the tripod to go up a little higher <laughs> to get it to her eye level. I thought you were saying you had a film camera. <laughs> that was, That's what I thought too. Yeah, it was like I'm trying to think of what you would call on the, like the old power manual windows to kind of get them to raise up and down. So I'm – this little guy goes up. I'm not on a manual camera. And she is at the end of a long conference table. Oh, yes. And I decided to put my handy cam all the way on this side of the room and zoom in. That is so the audio smart. is crystal clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we filmed this thing. I put it together. I come home and I think I have got an award-winning production. Sure. Put it together. I send it through. And I'm like, they're going to be so happy with this. And the problem was they were, and they gave me a very false sense of what <laughs> is actually needed to be successful in a video production business. And they're like, oh my God, this is great. And that's my first paid gig. The bar was so low. I think I made 700 bucks. Wow. Which wasn't bad at all. Oh, in those days, that was a lot of money. That was a lot of money. Wait, for just setting up a handy cam and then hit and play? And, and then, then, yeah, and it was like a 45-minute edit. So it was a very, very long video. So oh was your next God. gig like a disaster because you did the same sort of thing? And I think uh, it really kind of got – I felt bad that I had to turn this in. So I kind of looked at it, and I'm like, I'm about to – cash this check and give this to somebody. I really wish I could forget how fucking terrible this sounds and looks. <laughs> and it's horrible. It's just gray. It's a handy cam. There's no, there's nothing to it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, yeah, probably to a mini DV tape. So it's not even HD. This is like, yeah, this is, this is way back. Th in. This honestly sounds closer to like a hostage video rather than <laughs> yes. like a corporate marketing piece. <laughs> oh God. I actually, I remember it's in a, it was in an office building at the corner of Harlem and Cermak. And it was for some sort of medical 
Association. Okay. I always sure. remember this building was very important to me because it was like the only skyscraper in Berwyn. It was the only building that was above three stories. <laughs> and I think it had six. <laughs> so it was like, it looked like this big building on the corner there. And I was like, oh man, there's businesses in there. And I'm going to go yeah. in there with my camera and my tripod and do a jab. D- did you wear a tie to the job or, or did you try and just dress oh, like I was, Steven I was, Spielberg? I was a polo man for oh, okay, sure that okay, day. Okay. Yeah. Basketball shorts or pants? Uh, pants. Pants, okay. <laughs> Brian loves to wear basketball shorts. I just wanted to ask. That's so sure. true. Dude, yeah, fuck yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. Or at least you did. Yeah. I mean, I, there's nothing better I love wearing than going to a grocery store wearing basketball shorts and a hoodie. There we go. That is the dream. Just in case of a game of horse <laughs> happens. If I am not on the verge of being mistaken for early 2000s Kevin Smith, I don't want to be seen. <laughs> so that's what I like. Yeah. So I wish I could forget how terrible I was, but it did make me better going mm-hmm. forward. Oh, that's... There's a happy ending. Yeah. Yeah. It was terrible, but Dennis, it's up to you to decide just how terrible both of these stories were. Mitch? Yeah. Your story's pretty terrible. Yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> In was. In all the right ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. I'm Come going on. with Mitch. Yes. Mitch is getting a three. You got a two. Fair enough. Cool. All, all right. right. So we start off three to two. We're going to head back to Mitch yep. Yep. for the number four. Go ahead. Absolutely. Uh, Nathan, you were actually here at this at this event that happened. Oh, it's my number four. Yes. Um, so it was uh, someone, a friend of ours had a black and white party. Um, it was Sarah and uh, Stephanie, I think, hosted one. Um, and uh, so I wore my um, I, I went to a f- I went to four proms my senior year of high school. So instead of renting a tux, I, I just bought a tux, but I didn't buy a new tux. I bought a tux from a rental place. So the tux had been worn by other people before. What was, what was, what was I, mean, I wearing? Do you remember? I, I don't remember this so far. but um, I'm pretty sure you had like a white button-up shirt with a black tie, maybe black jeans or something like that. Yeah, that's probably about the best I could do. Yeah, I'm, I'm that, that's my guess. All right, so right. Anyway, continue. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so I'm, I'm in my tux, go to the party. And this was a very, very fancy college party because their keg was Blue Moon. I, rem- I remember Ooh, that, that detail. That wow. is top tier. Yes. Holy cow. Yes, yes. And um, <laughs> so we were, you know, doing, doing, doing the college thing, uh, having our beers or whatever, slurping them back, and there was a young lady who – uh, had her eye on me, and I was I was kind of like, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, I had my eye on a uh, on another lady, I think. Uh, but she left or something, or I may have uh, imbibed a little too much, wasn't smooth enough, perhaps. And um, and this young lady um, uh, got me to come back to her house with her, and I don't remember this part because I I, oh I stopped remembering before I left the the soiree. But I have a few uh, shady memories of uh, copulating with this young lady at her at her at her uh, residence, oh, and dear. then yep, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> oh hello. Uh, we wake up in the morning, and uh, I'm like you know very hungover and everything, uh, and um, you know maybe another roll in the hay fuel or something. I, 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 who knows? Oh, in the but, hay. Uh, <laughs> my grandpa showed up. <laughs> Uh, you know, horsing you, around too. Can, can I ask you this? <laughs> sure. Did you at any point make whoopee? Oh, <laughs> uh, I did. Yes, I did. Um, yes, absolutely. Whoopee was made. Uh, I I sat on that cushion a number of times. Um, okay, and uh, <laughs> uh, but then so I'm like, okay, um, it's almost noon. I'd like to go now. So I'm like, uh, I, I and I didn't really know this this young lady very well at all either. So there was no conversation really happening. Uh, it was just, you know, uh, physical conversation. And um, so I, I so I get on my I, – I get my, my tux back on, and uh, it's the harsh light of day. You know, I think it's a Friday maybe or something. 
and um, and I was wearing some Nike basketball shoes, remember too. So like it didn't you know didn't match, but I was like, this is cool. I got a tux, but I got sneakers on. And um, and I'm walking out. I'm like, all right, cool. Yep, it was so nice to meet you. And um, uh, never wanted to. If I had a choice, I would have never you know just didn't enjoy the company of this young lady that much. But alcohol you know brought this upon. And I'm leaving. She goes, oh, but do, I mean, don't you want to get something to eat? Like. There's this pizza place right up the block. We can go get some pizza before you go. And I was like, uh-huh. oh, no, I'm, you know, I think I'd kind of like to, she's like, no, 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 come on, come on, come on. And um, and I can easily get pressured into things. Uh, so I was like, okay, yeah. I let's to say any situation, pizza. I'd be like, I can eat. <laughs> that would be my response. I know, but it just was like, it was, uh, just, I, I, I just wanted to be done with this whole thing. I didn't want to think about this anymore. Um, and, but so we go and get a slice of pizza and, uh, I feel terrible, you know, cause just, you know, hangover to break and, heart. and I, and I find out this, this young lady had a, had a sorted, uh, club passed as a high school kid. She had like a fake ID. She's just like telling me all these, all these, um, pretty, uh, uh, tawdry stories from her, from her, uh, pre-college days. She tells you about her, she has a stage name for like, uh, some, I don't know if they, they, they probably would have been like kind of like a drag show or like an anime dra- drag show kind of thing. Um, so she's just kind of like pouring everything out. I'm kind of like, okay, cool, cool, cool. I'm done with my pizza. I don't really like to, <laughs> really like to go now. I like, I don't, I don't remember her name. Um, uh, Mitch. Hello, I, Mitch. I don't, right? I know. I, I don't know if she remembers my name either. Can so. you let me leave? <laughs> yeah. I just wanted to leave. I was like, can I just go? And finally I was like, I'm going to leave. And I got up and, and uh, finally got on the train to go home. And, you know, a lot of people, it's like that's you know that 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 uh, it's like an injured puppy dog that they're looking at you know they're like oh oh bud because I also um, you know just looked like hell and was in a very cheap looking tuxedo classic um, walk of shame yeah exactly classic walk of shame yeah had the whoopee knocked out of him I did I absolutely <laughs> did and uh, and I never I think I spoke about it to my roommate Brad at the time and. Um, Got a couple, a uh, couple friends remind me of it. A couple like a, a week later, being like, "Hey, did you and I don't remember? Uh, say Lisa, 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 huh? You guys are gonna be like chatting again soon?" I was like, "No." And also, why did you let me go home with her? And they're like, "Oh, you seem to be into it at the time." And I'm like, "Yeah, but uh, <laughs> several dr- people probably tried to stop." You, yeah, which is not- <laughs> I drank a cow tank of beer that night. Like, there's no way. We, so uh, we, yeah. we need to move on to Brian. But yeah, I, sorry, I this has really, a- really gone on way too long. <laughs> and that, the more I talk about it, the more I'm like, I really want to get out of this moment. So let's move on. <laughs> well, the, I, I believe this was the same party. I did have a little strange moment like that, but I uh, ended up having an escape route. No. So one of the uh, one of the guests at the party uh, made a little. We were in the kitchen, and she made a little move, and she gave me a little smooch. And I was like, I don't want to. I don't want any part of this. I'm just. This is not what I would like to happen. So I'm like, she's kissing me, and I've got my eyes open, looking around, like, what can I do here? I'm like, oh well, my beer's right there. So I just knocked my beer off the counter. <laughs> just <laughs> oh, thank it. God! I thought you were like, gonna reach for a frying pan. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like, oh, I was just like, oh no! Now I have to clean this up. And so there I was, like, like I got the mop out and was just mopping, <laughs> so I wouldn't have to Can't kiss, kiss this clean him. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Any, anyways, it was a memorable night, I guess. Yeah, for a lot you're, of people. you're a much smarter uh, man than I. So yeah, God. yeah. Let's just move. Just give me one. I don't, I don't know. Uh, well, we'll we'll move over to Brian. See what he's got for us. Uh, number four. Mitch was there for. This is my night oh, at the yeah. Red Ivy in Wrigleyville. Yeah, uh, I don't even know if it's open anymore. R.I.P. 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 Red Ivy. Yes, yep. country bar, right? I have no idea. I don't know what it was. Either way, college times. We all go out with a group of friends, and this is the one and only time I have been 
This is for drunk, your birthday. Drunk. I think it was my birthday. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, so I don't know do the math. This is probably 11 years ago. Yeah. Uh, this was drunk, drunk, the drunkest I've ever been. Oh. This is puking on somebody's lawn in Wrigleyville as oh Mitch is carrying me home drunk. Yeah. Yeah. And this is the time I was so bad and so hungover that it never happened again. That's how bad it was. Yeah. But I remember drinking pint glasses of Long Island iced teas. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That, that, that'll do it. That was it. I think I had at least two of those, plus I don't know how many beers. Mm-hmm. So I'm swaying, and the only thing that's keeping me up are the are the, uh, the are, are the dividers of the urinal. That's keeping me like bouncing back and forth oh, like no. a ping pong ball. And I finally come out, and I'm professing my love for one of our friends who doesn't give a shit about me and is totally wrong for me anyway. And that's the last thing I remember <laughs> is like, this is, what's up. this is how I feel, Drunk man. Brian. Mm-hmm. And then I puke, and then after that, I don't remember anything else. I remember Mitch got me somewhere safe, yep. and uh, I woke up on a couch, and I was like, never again. I'm so sad I missed this, because I've never seen you drunk. Then you will not never see it yeah. again. I, I, I brought you back to my house. That, that's where I, yeah, it was like, you know those war movies where a guy gets shot like in the hip, and he's like, leave me here, leave me here. <laughs> and then the other guy's like, absolutely not. And then he like picks him up and, you know, gives him like a little granola bar to keep him alive yeah. as they get him back to base. That's kind of what it was like, yeah. Mitch fed me little snacks to keep me alive, and mm-hmm. I'm still here today to tell the tale. Was but it, I wish, it was. it's definitely an experience I wish I could forget. Was that the drunkest you've seen, Brian? Mitch? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but Brian's joke now is that uh, beer doesn't get him drunk because it doesn't. <laughs> so, but that night he was chugging Long Island. So, that's yeah, a whole yeah. other story. That's, that's so. cocktails, man. It's a different story. Yeah, that's yeah. a drink that just shouldn't exist. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah. Anybody in my life who have ever seen the most fucked up they've ever been is because of Long Island iced tea. Yeah. Yep. LIT, baby. Bar guys? You guys want to go to the bar? <laughs> <laughs> I'm about four Long Islands deep right now. Um, yeah, I can smell. I can. <laughs> I'm Den- picking a Dennis, winner. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with Brian. Yeah. Uh, dude, you got laid in your stories. So. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, poor but- <laughs> Mitch got to have sex. Yeah, but poor, uh, poor Mitch. But I felt like I was being forced into it. You know, like I was a, like I was a, just a, never mind. Let's keep going. Yeah, you're right. This but is terrible. Three, one. All right. Fair enough. Fair, fair enough. enough. All right. Uh, well, Mitch, it's back to you. It's number three. Thank you. Um, this is an experience that went on for way too long. Uh, I was the marketing manager for Chicago's largest moving company. I was the entire marketing department, I should say. Yeah. So part of my job was to just go out and meet realtors and be like, hey, you should make us your your preferred moving company. Or like, tell your clients, move with these guys. And that meant I had to go to lots and lots of realtor networking events, which <sighs> is the – how many rings of hell are there? Seven. Seven. Okay. This was ring eight through 12. So um, <laughs> uh, imagine everyone in the same gray sharkskin suit. And this is when no one was wearing ties either. So everyone's got their shirt open, buttoned down a bit. Um, all the women are in the same kind of gray slate box dress. And it's like, hi, I'm JT Manaswaddle. And you're like, what was that name? They're like, it's a, it's it's the best, Mansueto. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I sell condos and homes in Lincoln Park. And you're like, oh, God, I just. And they all have sunrooms. Yes, they all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, you know Ron. <laughs> you know Ron. <laughs> Ron had a had a life before and after definitely as a as a real estate agent because that man had a tan that it's started a, yeah. below his polo shirt and it was deep. Um, City realtors are a unique breed. Yeah, uh, and it, the the worst thing is I just 
Realtors, I think they, they, they try and make it seem like they're really, 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 really necessary. And some maybe are, have like a deep knowledge of how to buy homes and what to look for and what to check for. But it really seemed like to me that it's maybe one or 2% of the realtor population. And I should say this, this people have told me, there's like 200 registered agents per agency or whatever. Of those 200, 5% actually sell homes. So of that 5%, 2% of them know what they're talking about. The rest are just hot people who people want to bang, I think, when they go to look at a home, you know? It's like, it's just like eye candy to be in the home as you're trying to decide. Um, and the handshakes, oh God, so many power handshakes. So my elbow got wrenched <laughs> dozens and dozens of times. Um, you know, they ask you what, like, where you work? And I'm like, yeah, we're, we're the city's largest moving companies. Like, we'd love it if they're like, Oh, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, you're chit-chatting about uh, perhaps the bulls for like another two minutes as they're just scanning back and forth, like scanning for influence in the room. And you're just like, just go, just walk away. I know you want to go talk to someone else. Did you um, land any deals, unlike the sunroom experience? I mean, I think everyone, when I said, hey, dude, like, how about we, how about you make us your preferred mover? They'd be like, oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> and then you're like, all right. And they're like, yeah, that's fine. I mean, I, I normally, you know, suggest so this you guys could have anyway. been an email. <laughs> yes, exactly. Eight months of networking could have all been an email. Oh. Absolutely. Um, and uh, already I hated networking, but but realtors, they just have, they just don't have anything to talk about. They just don't. And they all have that that's gelled ski ski jump hair. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, and they're all just so excited as a group to be led by. Um, one kind of godlike figure that they all bow down to um, at properties. Oh, they were they oh, were yeah. scuzz buckets for sure. So um, well, there went that sponsorship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At properties. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh God, what's his name? Uh, fuck. I, I wish I could remember the the managing partner's name. Scott. Mike. Tony. <laughs> Frank. Scott. Wait, Scott. No. Okay. <laughs> no. His, his name is like is like Buzz. Buzz Chandon or something. It's something like too much, but uh, like that was Is bad. He a relative of Flitch Lisbon? <laughs> I think he might be. Pretty sure those were bad. But then also North North Side, like North Shore Realtor networking events too. Those yeah. were also just another another level of gross. Um, I don't know. And I just I just never thought realtors did enough to earn their commission personally. And I so I just it was it was it was just depressing. It was just very depressing. And uh, and I wish I'd never had to do it. And um, yeah, just that's just the just excitement and everything. Just, I'm not in your voice this I know. episode. You're just so sad. <laughs> I mean, these are all terrible. I know you're just like I just see you reliving it. Your eyes are getting heavy, and you're just like, yeah. this part before this before Mitch starts crying, we better go. Yeah, cry. at least at least mortgage brokers know not to just talk, but realtors just have to keep talking. They gotta so, keep talking. Yeah. Uh, my number three, I'm calling bad nights with the Windstar. These are the worst nights I ever had with my first vehicle, which, of course, was a Ford Windstar minivan. Mm. Um, that old girl was a beast. Oh, I, lo I love that she old was. girl. She was great. But uh, two bad nights in particular that I wish I could forget when the same vehicle. Uh, one of the first nights I was driving my friend Kevin home after he was over at our house late playing video games. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll bring you back home. This was three weeks after I got my license. Pulling out of the parking lot, I back into the neighbor's car. Hey. Boom. That was about $1,900 worth of damage that I did out of insurance. So I'd like to forget that and get that money back. Ouch. Uh, and then another night, we were filming something a couple of years later on the top of the parking structure of the LaGrange Township 
uh, whatever it was. It was the top floor. We were up there filming some Christmas thing. Finally get all the gear back in the car. And I'm driving two people home. I parked right next to a light post so it would be as far away from the shot as possible. I forget I parked next to this light post. And I cut the wheel all the way right and look right and back up and bam, my driver's side door right into the light post. Oh, oh God. And I was like, I was so tired and exhausted. And I was like, that was all my fault. <laughs> I, I knew that was going to happen. Something terrible was about to happen because I was overtired and should have just, should have walked home. It was like four yeah. miles. Should have walked home yeah. carrying all my gear. Did you apologize to the lamppost? Yeah. Okay, that's nice. <laughs> I that said, boost, nice <laughs> and yeah. then uh, carved my name in it so it knew who's boss. But those are, yeah, those are the two nights. And the Windstar, I wish I could definitely forget. That puppy could hold a lot of damn gear. In her, in I am her convinced. Tell you I am only doing what I'm doing because I had that car. Yeah. I don't think I would have been hired in my first video production job if I didn't have a minivan. They did not have a way of carting around gear. And I think that's the reason I got the job. Wow. Not because I went to school for it or was going to school for it. as because I had a minivan and could carry C-stands. That's the reason why I'm here today. So wow. thanks, Mom and Dad, for getting the Windstar in 2003. That's pretty amazing, actually. Yes. I, yeah. I put all yeah. I, I thought about that. I was like that. That is a defining moment of having that car. Wow, that's great. There you go. Uh, it's not supposed to be great, but it was great. Yeah. <laughs> I try to find the silver lining, folks. <laughs> Sometimes well, the world works out, you know. Well, Dennis, it's it's over to you for the scores. Well, this one's tough. Um, yeah. Brian nailed it. I saw the look in your eyes. You just looked very sad. Yeah. Like it's it was, like it was so, so it's sad. like we went back into that time. Yeah. I felt like I was there. Oh. So I'm going to give you the win. Uh, give you three. Okay. Brian, two. All right. Dude, That's I'm sorry funny. that happened to your car. Appreciate yeah. it. You know, I mean, light posts don't hit people. That's true. People hit <laughs> light posts. Only accidents I've ever been have been me hitting stationary objects. <laughs> so no one to blame but myself. All right. Yeah. Uh, oh, my gosh. We're already at the number twos. Mitch, mm -hmm. you are up. Yep. My number two is um, that one time I had to go to a goddamn Shasta wedding. So the Shasta wedding is the Uber stare down. Oh, yep. my yes. God. So this is your number two as well, Brian? This is my number two. Well, that's perfect. It is Mitch's turn, so he'll get to go first. But I was not at the Shasta wedding, but I have heard tell I am excited to relive this. God, one. another story where Mitch and I were together. I know. Details, um, details, details. It's like we're friends. God. <laughs> yeah. People are sick of hearing about us. It, it feels rotten in my mouth to say that, but that's okay. Um, I'm kidding, of course. Uh, I, I, I love you, bud. Love you too, you piece of shit. Yeah, fuck off. Okay, oh. um, here we go. So if you don't know, if if you never had access to Shasta when you're growing up. The soda. Yeah, yes. correct. It's the soda. Yeah. yeah. It's the it's the multo meal uh, to your General Mills. It's like the cheap generic shit. Oh, yeah. And uh, I knew a person named Shasta. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Were, 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 they, were they cheap and generic? There's <laughs> a lady, and yeah. yeah there, you go. there you go. Um, and this wedding had um it wasn't two liter bottles of soda. It was Shasta does the three liter bottle. Oh even bigger. God. That's smart. Yes. They're under a dollar yeah. uh at, at, at your local uh purveyor of Shasta. And um it was just Shasta Mart. Yes, yeah. the Shasta Mart. It was just the worst wedding. Um I, I guess because we both had it. I will speak to my least favorite moments, and then you can speak to your least favorite moments. Oh, I'm sure they're going to match up. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at, at, at the uh, the actual marriage part, the ceremony, um, the two people did not speak to each other during the vows. They spoke to the crowd. It was a performance mm -hmm. for yes. the crowd. 
to Ugh, set the scene, yeah. this is a mutual friend of ours. Yes, yes, it was, it was a mutual we're, friend. We were invited of ours. to their wedding. We had never met the bride. Yes, we never met the bride. never met the family. We got invited three days before via a picture he took of the paper invite that he just texted to us. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I did not buy a gift, and I still refused it to. So. I'm glad we didn't buy. Yeah, it. yeah. I would have been yeah. angrier if we brought a present. Exactly, exactly. Uh, but so this this thing, uh, the the ceremony. This is a, a presentation to the crowd about. I guess how good of speakers they were. And I was like, this is just all the wrong parts of getting married. This is, they're not looking to each other's eyes. Uh, they're, it felt like I was listening to a bad, um, uh, a bad preacher preaching about something that I don't believe in kind of thing. And then at the end of the groom's long, I'll, I'll say tirade. Um, <laughs> oh, the wedding yeah. tirade. Yeah, yeah. yeah. tirade. Yeah. He went like, <laughs> he, he was like, that's it. And he handed it off. And then the priest goes, no, 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 let me do that for you. And then dropped the mic on the ground. And I was like, no, oh. no. Brian was there? No. Yes. Brian was oh, sitting right pissed. next to me. Yeah. I Bri saw this. It was, yeah. Like, you, you don't damage. Done. That's probably from Sweetwater. You know, yeah. you don't damage good gear like that. <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. And like uh, our eyes were both rolling and looking at each other at the same time. We're just like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this man had just found Jesus too. So it was a bunch of like new, like, Newfound, I almost said newfound glory, but that's a band. <laughs> yes. uh, you know, uh, born again. There we go. Some a lot of born again BS going on. Uh, and then when we get to the the reception hall, and uh, there's no there's no beverages there for people. It's a dry wedding. Yep. Giant red yep. flag. Um, <laughs> a lot of people stopped at Dunkin' on the way and had big old fucking thirty two ounce Dunkin' coffees at the table with them. And the only beverages available, you had to go up and ask you get the the, the diet or the cola. Shasta, that's it. And I'm pretty like, sure there was orange too. Was there orange? That's what I picked. Okay, there we go. And then I was like, "How about water?" And they're like, "You want water?" And so they had to go to the back for a cup of water. <laughs> yes. uh, all right, Brian, you 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 pick it up from. Yeah, there. What are your recollections? I think the only thing I want to add to this, aside from the 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 Shasta, the uh, plastic forks and paper plates buffet for the dry pork that we were served. Mm -hmm. Well, the driest fucking pork. Ugh. I knew that would upset Mitch. That pissed, that pissed me off. So hard. was the performance from the maid of honor and the best man. Yep. The maid of honor and the best man were exes. Oh, that's fun. And they did a bit, what they called a oh. bit, of them calling each other out on each other's shit. As a, they were like trying to be like, thank God you guys aren't going to be what we could have been. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Was like the approach. Uh, okay. It was but, like divorce material yes, for the entire reception. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so... so off the mood of what everyone wanted. And it was like, and most of the people in the room had known them when they were a couple. So it was like this, like. I've got to imagine some sincere animosity started to seep through the routine as well. Or loud applauses for whoever was on whosoever side. Like when he threw something like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then yeah. she would throw it back. <laughs> like they were getting reactions. But then when it went too long, everyone gave up on them. Went silent. Yeah. Silent. And this is all couched in a structure where they were pretending the entire reception was the Academy Awards. Oh, it was oh an my award God. show. This yes. gets worse and yep. worse. Oh. Yes. So, so they're like, and the award for best father of the bride goes to like. Terry Johnson, Terry, come on up and and then then they'd go up and do their speech. Oh, they made everyone give speeches. Yep, there was like through all the speeches. Yeah, yeah, yes. One speech is too many. Yes, yep, yes. And also, so part of this theme, it being Academy Award, this is old Hollywood. They said there was not there's nothing old Hollywood except 
They had a candy table that was all candy from the 40s, which is really hard to find because candy from the 40s fucking sucks and no one wants it. It's all chalky wafers. Yeah, it's all chalky wafers and like or Charleston shoes. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and like oh, they had the, the Temecula Company sucks. Sticks. I remember you telling tastes me like, though that tastes like uh, vanilla. And you're like that's we we have more flavors <laughs> like now. It's from the forty. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but do, do, do you remember how I made enemies at our table by accident? I don't remember. Do you remember this? this? No. Okay. So they had old old timey paper bags, and you could go and fill up a paper bag with the candy. Yeah, and but, but that candy Delightful. sucks. So and it's like a round table, maybe six people, and yeah. there's a young a woman goes up and gets a bag of candy, and it's a giant bag of candy. It is like, you know, uh, overstuffed. Yeah, overstuffed. It's like a two gallon milk jug, basically size of candy. <laughs> she brings it back to the table and sets it down. Okay, kind of in the middle. So I assume, oh, she's a polite person she got candy for the table you know so i like grab Wrong. a piece from it <laughs> turns out that candy was all for her but she didn't say that out loud she just went quiet and glared at me and then got <laughs> up and left the table and then her husband was like yeah i don't know why you took that candy that was hers like you <laughs> stole candy from my wife and i was like wait what and i was like come on what are you talking about i was like surely this giant fucking bag of candy is not she's not going to eat all that I thought he was joking, so I, I like then take out some candy and like I'm like, here, you want? So I toss someone some Necco wafers, you know. Someone else gets another suck stick, you know. I'm like, ooh, I'll take the edible chalk. That's on me, whatever. <laughs> and they are so pissed. They do again. This guy thinks I'm trying to like pile on when I just still think I'm like, surely no one wants to eat that much shitty candy by themselves. And so they just. Do not look at us. They glared at us. They stopped talking to us for the rest of the party. And I I felt bad, but also I was kind of like, share the fucking candy. Also, or just go get another <laughs> fucking candy. We're never going to fucking see him again. So yeah. I was like, uh, share. Yeah, yeah. Just share. The table's not empty. Yeah. You may go back. And yeah. it's not like it's like Reese's peanut butter cups in that fucking no, bag. Yeah. It's no. like the worst candy ever. People are not bull rushing the old <laughs> shitty candy table. People are like, please, anyone can go up. These I don't take need... fives. I would understand. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. Just well, like, oh. I'm I'm so glad I wasn't at this one. <laughs> I'm so that this is horrible. But it, it's it yeah. may be one of the worst experiences we've ever had. Yeah. Just Dennis, themed is, weddings. Uh, themed wedding in, in general. That's just Horrible themed. How old were these people that were having the wedding? Twenty five ish. Yeah, right. yeah. Kind of got an excuse that they they think yeah. they're cute. But like, but they just <laughs> said it's old Hollywood. But they just had normal tuxedos on. There was nothing old Hollywood about any of it. Like well, it Dennis was, doesn't know the rules. Typically in a stare down, you have to pick one or the other to win. Yeah, you have to give oh, one. Per, you have to give one person three and Brian, the other person did, did, zero. Did, did, you have to, can you talk more about the the experience at all? Like, I, I sorry, can, I, but I I'm just of, getting fucking boiled over here. <laughs> so, we got to get to our number I'm, one. Yeah, I'm, so I'm just going to hold back. I'm going to give it to Mitch because he provided a lot of details there. <laughs> yes. He remembered a lot more yeah, details than me. Fair enough. Great picture. Yeah, that was... That, that is my idea of hell. It's yes. a wedding like that. Damn Shasta that wedding. really bad. Shasta. Uh, well, Shout out to Shasta uh, Collins. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, my, uh, and my firstborn, Vanilla Coke Zero. <laughs> uh, Mitch, it's time for your number one. Let's see what you got. Oh, my, this is, this is, this is a, a very depressing memory for me, and it stuck me. It still is, sticks right in my, in my brain and my craw. Um, but I'll try and put a little bit of a fun spin on it. And that is uh, my sophomore year I'm going out for the basketball team's JV team. And I, I mentioned uh, 
I'm sure it, before in the podcast, I went to all male Catholic military school. We recruited, so our varsity team is like you know six eight, six nine, six ten. So there's no way I'm making that team. But so I'm, I'm trying out for JV. Um, get to the last day of tryouts, you know, and and they say, okay, now we're going to take each kid into the locker room one by one, uh, and tell you if you made it or not. So we're all kind of sitting in the gym, shooting around. I call us down, and I go down to the locker room, and the coach is sitting there. He's sitting on a this tiny little metal folding chair. If and if you need to imagine the coach. He's like uh, Tony Soprano, uh, but if Tony uh, just ate cold cuts, not just at the fridge, but just in every single scene constantly, <laughs> um, he's like 6'6", 450, 500. He's a, a giant dude. Never, He mainly just sat in a chair and coached basketball, which I don't understand how you do that. Um, someone who doesn't run around and like how you can coach a, a very athletic sport like that. but um, And still be out of breath. <laughs> and still, Yeah, and so he's like... <laughs> Hey, Mitch, thanks for coming down. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, you're like, um, he, he said this, he's like, basketball-wise, skills-wise, he's like, you're like the third or fourth best guy here, okay? Uh, wait, hold on one second. He unwraps like a, uh, like a cold cuts. Just <laughs> <laughs> okay, that didn't happen, but, um, you know, but basically. Um, but, yeah, and then he's like, but, uh, you know, you're just not very fast, so uh, fuck you, dude. Gonna have to cut you. As he's like, as you can hear, like, like the screws on the chair are like, kill me now, fucking <laughs> melt my bones down, please, and make me something else. And, and I, I just stare, and I'm like, really, you're gonna for that? Like, I couldn't get in shape. I can, you know, I, I can do. He's like, nah, no, no, no. We don't. I don't see how, how you have like a path to that. I'm like. You said Ouch. third or fourth fastest, right? No, no, third or fourth best player in terms of like skills, knowing the game. Aren't there five IQ. players on a team? <laughs> well, there's like, that puts you in the top five. <laughs> there's like twelve total, but he's like, but he was saying my fitness was so bad that that I needed to be cut. Yeah, the hoagie sucker was yes. telling me <laughs> so bad. Yes, yes, the man, the man who has a full cow on speed dial at all times. Yes, <laughs> yes, and then I look over at the assistant coach. Who's like an eighty-five-year-old crypt keeper in a in a jogging suit? I remember that. I don't remember his name. I just remember he always had a jogging suit on, and he was like eighty-five. And I looked at him, and, went, and he just went. He like just shrugged and went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, bud. So I get up. I'm like, wow. And I walk out, and I walk back up to the gym, and I was just like, and they're like, my friends are like, yeah, like they just everyone assumed. And I was like, no. And I remember uh, Joe Schaefer like just put his hands on his head like he'd just seen someone get murdered in front of him. And I was like, I want to go crawl in a hole and I want to die. And um, so the next day, I took my first ever mental health sick day and my mom was very cool with it. So thanks, mom, for letting me do that. Nice. Um, but ever since that day, though, I've worked hard to fucking rock my shit on any basketball court I'm on as much as I can. Right so, on. Tony Soprano uh, – Fuck asshole, whatever. Hoagie chugger. Yeah. Ho 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 Hoagie chugger. Mr. Hoagie chugger, I hope you choke on one. I hope you're dead by Actually, well, probably is dead by now, honestly. I, but I got to say, this is, being cut from a basketball team is, of course, the oh. worst thing I can imagine. But yeah. I, I do have to imagine it since it never happened to me. Oh. Anyways, over to Brian. Wow. <laughs> hey, you know, Michael Jordan got cut from his JV team. That's no, true. Okay. And things worked out just yeah. as well for you and me. <laughs> Son of a bitch. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, I did ask the varsity coach for volleyball my junior year when I got put on JV again, hoping that I was going to start. Can I try out again for varsity? And she had to have the conversation with me like, 
you could do that. <laughs> but if you want to play, you should probably stay where you are. And I was like, all right. That's tough. Uh, thanks, Mrs. Mendoza. And then moved on from there. But my number yep. one is not uh, that sad, but uh, something <laughs> I... <laughs> That's pretty sad, dude. It's, sad. it's very sad. It's very sad. And I was obsessed with basketball. That's yeah, a, yeah. That was my first love. That's, that's all I did. I, mean, Sorry, I know okay. you guys I'm... look at me and you see the physique of a volleyball <laughs> star as I sit here, six foot, 13 inches. Um, no. <laughs> six foot, 13 inches. <laughs> band camp. Number okay, one, yeah, band camp. Yeah. This was the year we got the Ford Windstar. Uh, incidentally enough, okay. we drove down. It was uh, in coordination. We would get our vehicles downstate and Bloomington normal. And this is where the band camp I was going to at ISU. And this was like a week intensive. This was like the first time I stayed away from home uh, by myself and just kind of thrown into the thrust of like other kids and just kind of had to sleep over and do all this stuff. What instrument were you playing? I was playing the clarinet, uh -huh. the coolest of the instruments. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So... I was an average band member at best. Like I would rarely practice. I would practice enough to know enough for the concerts. And it wasn't a passion of mine to play the clarinet. I wouldn't discover the guitar until much later. But I went down to this band camp. We were seeing like cockroaches in the in the dorms. It was just kind of gross experience. Yeah. And then uh, the kid I got paired up with was really cool. He played saxophone. Whoever I had like my he was awesome. But then I just started having like weird experiences where it was like we finally went to this thing uh, where we were actually sitting with a conductor and he would give us some music we were going to work on for the week. And I just could tell immediately I was the least advanced person mm. in this situation. Oh, that's terrifying. Because he was talking about, he's like, all right, we're going to switch the key. Let's just play it in this key instead. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then he was like, he had this whole presentation about the circle of fifths. So you know which notes go together. And it was like, everyone was nodding along. Yep, yep, yep. And then people were like making notes on their music, being like, okay, this is going to be an E instead of C and just transponding the notes. And like, I was like, wait, 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 what, what does that mean? So it was a week of finger ghosting and not blowing. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's what I was going to say, man. Don't play. Just act like you're playing. I did not play. And this was a, a tradition that I picked up that would stay with me through all of high school band. <laughs> so you played but didn't play for all of high school? So instead of uh, tonguing the reed, as they say, I would just kind of <laughs> blow very <laughs> and just try and, be, and try and like get into it like this, though. Like try and like really be like, I'm just, good. Everyone in a roomie knew. They yeah, totally yeah. knew. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, his, his hands aren't vibrating. What the fuck is so this? So why did you yeah. stay in band? Were you forced by parents or what was going on? The band experience was more fun than band. Okay. Like the being in or like around it was cool. And so once in a while, once I got to like the seventh, eighth grade, jazz band got in the mix. And that's when you were actually starting to play like bluesy songs and stuff. It's like, oh, I recognize these tunes. That's great. Mm -hmm. And uh, I eventually would make the switch from clarinet to bass clarinet and realize it could get lamer. So a bass clarinet is three times as big and looks like a saxophone. Mm -hmm. But your music changes when you're part of a band. You go from having the melody, which is the cool part of the song, mm -hmm. to when you switch to the bass clarinet, you look at your music and it's all bum, 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 on repeat for three minutes. So that's all it became. But at this band camp, one of the kids I met was making duct tape wallets for everyone. Oh, so he was the cool kid, 
And I was like, oh man, this is awesome. He's going to make me a duct tape wallet. But for some reason, he had some of the things that were going to go in my wallet to like make them the right size of the card or whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what it was. Either way, I was without certain items for a while and I was starting to panic. Like, we're going to have to start paying for stuff. And like, I didn't have like all of my money. And then not only was that happening, the day before we all went to a water park and I had not brought a padlock. So I put everything in a locker and just kind of closed it. And someone took all the cash oh, out of my wallet. God. So luckily, my uncle who was down there, my mom had to call, come bring me $40 or something just so I could live out the rest of the week. And then idiot me gives it to the kid who's making my duct tape wallet because that was more important (laughs) to me. I was a fucking idiot. So not only did I not know the music and it was making me extremely nervous to go to these practices every day, I lose my money at the water park and... I'm calling my dad freaking about about the kid from Algonquin who's making my fucking. <laughs> Did you pay forty dollars for the duct tape wallet? I don't know why. I definitely didn't pay forty dollars. Right, 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 I'll make you all for free. Just let me hold on to your forty bucks. Okay? I don't know yeah. how it happened. That construction of it is like something I've blocked out. I'm sure. like, why was I without the goods that I needed, and was also waiting for this duct tape wallet <laughs> sure. in which I had to call home. And my dad had to call somebody that then brought me from my dorm to the other kid's dorm so I could get my Velcro wallet and his duct tape <laughs> wallet back. The details are so fuzzy, but I have like these like keyframes, like these little bits. I'm like, how did this happen? It doesn't make sense anymore. And because that is like so confusing in my brain, it's one of the main reasons I want to completely forget this experience <laughs> because I come out like an idiot in all aspects of it. It's embarrassing. It's awkward. And again, it was just like classical music was not my thing. Uh, oh, that is that. that the is last exactly... thing is we went to saw a performance of four people playing clarinet. And they're sitting there, and all of a sudden, it's a very peppy song. They start playing, and their bodies are rocking, and they're going like this into it, and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of it, they're like, oh, do you have any questions? And I was the first one to raise my hand. I'm like, what's going on with your bodies? <laughs> I'm like, why do you guys move like that? And they were just like, we're into the music. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I thought like that was a different way of playing. <laughs> Oh God! So I was, I was. This was not the highlight of my life. This, this is terrible. This is exactly what I was hoping we would, we would get. Yeah, when we started this. This, this was a very awkward um, experience. Luckily, every uh, travel scenario after that was a little bit better. Yeah, thank God. Uh, De- Dennis, what, what are the scores for the final round? Ooh, man, this one is tough. Both of those stories, you guys are chodes. My goodness, <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> Are you sure about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. But there is nothing more devastating than getting cut from a team. But, man, that whole story, that was just a big, whew. But so did your dad have to call another dad and be like, hey, your kid's got my kid's wallet? You're like, why? My like, dad I'm called sure why. The, the dad called the contact who was the counselor who, like, came to me and then oh. walked me to this guy. Hey, and then we knocked on the door together. Like, hey, do you have his stuff? And he had to give it back to me. I'm like, thank you. And then it had to be walked back. And he's just like, don't give people your money. Here. <laughs> 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 I mean, again, I was a moron. How many times had you given someone twelve seventy eight on the street for a bus ticket to a nearby city? I'm just curious. I mean, how do you think I travel? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I want to go. I'm going to go with Mitch. Oh, how many points for that guy? We're gonna give we're gonna give Mitch two, Brian one. 
Okay. Right. Well, that I made you too sad. I guess that will <laughs> wrap it up. Bad for you. That was the closest to a three-point story I've ever had. Well, that 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 leaves Brian with eight points of sadness. Oh god! But Mitch <laughs> has an even more pathetic twelve points of devastation. <laughs> wow. So, Mitch, I pity congratulations on having Thanks, the guys. shittiest life of anyone in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to win this, Brian. <laughs> you don't want to win this, Brian. Uh, hey, uh, you know what? Anyway, you know life is a shit pile, and I'm on top. I tell you what. You know, I'm so happy to lose. Dude, do you still is, have that wallet? No. <laughs> uh, that'd have been awesome. He's like, I got it. Still. I can't even remember like what my Velcro wallet was. Like, it must have a theme on it, like a Batman or something. I can't even tell you what was on it. <laughs> well, I, I have good news for Mitch. Is he yeah. gets to? I, like I said, normally this is where I would do a fast five. We're mm -hmm. doing something a little different. Mitch can redeem himself because okay. I am challenging him to a game of. The Chubby Cox All Stars. Oh yes! Oh, I know your you, favorite. Does anybody know? Hey, want a good time? Man. Good day. <laughs> does anybody know who Chubby Cox is? Cox. Please explain. Cox. Chubby Cox. Uh, he was an NBA basketball player. Very briefly. Okay. He actually has a nephew named Kobe Bryant. Oh. But anyways, Chubby Cox is obviously a very humorous name. It is. And uh, so I, this game is all about NBA players who had great porn star names. Oh, okay. So I just want Mitch Brinkman okay. to name the rest of the members of the Chubby Cox All-Star. So here's the rules. Okay. I'm going to give you a very brief biography of each player, and then I will name a porn film that they starred in. Got it. And I cannot stress this enough. All of these names are real. These are actually the dude's names. Everything else I've made up, but these are their real names. Uh, so to give you an example, this team is going to be coached by the first ever coach of the Charlotte Hornets, Mr. Dick Harder. Mm. Real name. So now let's get on to the players. Okay, mm -hmm. this legendary point guard once led the league in scoring and assists in the same year, starring in Shallow, Shaved, and Shiny. You know it's... Mo Cheeks. Tiny Archibald. Oh, <laughs> all right, now we've got another legendary point guard. Okay. He won a championship in the 80s and was, is one of the all-time career leaders in assists and steals. And you can see him in the classic butts and butts and butts. Mo Cheeks. Mo, that Cheeks. Mo Cheeks. I, I got that one. Hell yeah. There's Mo Cheeks. Yep. All right, this six foot eight forward first played in the uh, for the Toronto Raptors, but was briefly a member of the Harlem Globetrotters before his NBA career, starring in Unexpected Asses in Public... God. Uh, oh my God. Jamario Moon. Oh, Jamario Moon, of course. <laughs> and so uh, this man got the unfortunate name Nervous because he couldn't make free throws, starring Touching a Nerve with a Perv. Purvis Ellison. Nervous Purvis Ellison. Nice. Yes. Very nice. All right. This journeyman point guard won a championship with the San Antonio Spurs in 2003, featured in The One Minute Man. Uh, Avery Johnson? Speedy, Speedy Claxton. Claxton. Oh, Speedy Claxton. God damn it. Okay, on this one, I had I'm to... I'm terrible at this. I'm not that good. <laughs> I, had to, I had to hope uh, that there was a porn star named Shay for this one. Okay. And so I Googled porn stars named Shay. And then, you know, 15 minutes later, I finally came up with uh, <laughs> Nicolette, Nicolette Shay. All right. Okay. Uh, but this is a Georgetown grad. He played center, starring in Two Shays Are Better Than One. It's... Alonzo Morning. Ruben Boomshay Boomshay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this this is what I think we'll get. He's a former Milwaukee big man, and he okay. starred in Plowing in the Great North Woods. Oh shit! Plowing being the. Uh, Dennis, big D, step want, in here, please. Is this Ray Trailer? 
Robert Tractor Trailer. Robert Tractor Trailer. Yeah, Robert Trailer. Uh, that's right. Died alone in his uh, beach apartment in uh, Dominican Republic. There we go. Wow. <laughs> All right. You won already. You won already. What a happy day we're having. <laughs> All right. This, this former Texas Longhorn point guard spent 10 years in the NBA with several teams, and you can see him performing in Trimming the Queen's Bush. <laughs> Okay, uh, oh, um, I'm DJ Augustine. Royal Ivy. Royal Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this guy who was actually very skinny, but his first name was Lafayette. He had success with the Mavericks in the late 80s and early 90s, and he started, give me a place to put the fulcrum and I'll be your... Fat lever. Fat lever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah dude. Okay, now this now we're getting pretty dark here. This okay. one is really into the world of the more disgusting okay. fetishes. I don't endorse this yes, sort please, of behavior. Yes, okay, yep. Yes, uh, but he used to play for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh yes. And he was starred in Released Behind the Curtain. Ooh. Who Richardson? Who Richardson? <laughs> yeah. And again, this is this is truly depraved. Uh, yeah, you said this, it. Come on, let's just give this it. This Croatian yeah. center it uh, right. enjoyed a uh, stint with the Phoenix Suns. But uh, his porn was a Game of Thrones parody that actually delved into bestiality. Uh, wait, Croatian, you said? Yeah. Yeah, Thons. so. That's what you're locking in on? Game of Thrones parody delved into bestiality. Uh, that is, of course, Dragon Bender. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is great. This, uh, this explosive UC, USC grad, okay. shooting guard on several teams, explosive. Uh, never really uh, reached his full potential. But he was outstanding in juicing the tuna sandwich. Um, OJ Mayo. OJ Mayo. <laughs> Very nice. And then this is your last one. This is the granddaddy of them all. This guy has the best poor name of anyone mm -hmm. ever, mm -hmm. but he was so good at basketball, nobody ever mentions it. Mm -hmm. Magic Johnson. The man's name is Magic Johnson. <laughs> right? How do we not talk about that more? Yes, all right, yes. that is it for this week's edition of Uber Cinco. I was joined by the Baron of Berwyn. Brian Ernst. The Lord of Lincoln Square. Mitch Brinkman. The Prince of Pilsen. Oh, Dennis. <laughs> and I am the grand old man of Irving Park, Nathan Henninfent. As Eric Cantona once said, when the seagulls follow the trowler, it is only because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.